Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one refreshing page of Talmud every day. How refreshing are Chagiga pages 18 and 19? As refreshing as a dip in the ocean. Not right now, not in winter. Imagine it's a beautiful June day and the ocean is maybe the Pacific, maybe you're somewhere in Malibu. Here is what the Talmud gives us today. And from where do you say that one may not immerse in the arcs, as it is taught in a baraita? One may immerse in the edges of waves, but one may not immerse in their arcs, because one may not immerse in air. The area under the arc of a wave is considered mere air, despite the fact that the individual is surrounded by water on all sides. Now, I will share something on this uh, show that I don't think I've spoken about before publicly. Uh, I used to surf as a boy, and I can absolutely attest that the rabbis, potentially, possibly surfers themselves, are correct. There is indeed just air underneath the arc of a wave. What a great nautical bit of wisdom. Here to help us hang ten is our righteous dude, Rabbi David Bashevkin. Welcome back to the show. Liel, what an absolute pleasure, and why am I not surprised that at some point in your life you were a surfer? Like, we've never spoken about it, but I knew it implicitly. It is part of your brand, your identity, your very <laughs> sense of self. I knew it. While some of us were diligent about going to school so they may become smart and studious and insightful about important things like the Talmud, others were, you know, at the beach. But help me, what's going on in this beautiful passage? So I'll tell you what I see in this passage, and it's something that I find deeply moving which is that there is something quite beautiful about immersing yourself. This notion of the mikvah, which is typically done by women when they immerse following menstruation. And very often there are men who have the custom to go to the mikvah, sometimes before Yom Kippur, sometimes in different parts of the holiday. But when I hear this, I look back at Jewish history and I think about our great-great-grandmothers and great-great-grandfathers who did not have the option, knowledge, or ability to go into some of the beautiful mikvahs, those immersive ritual baths that are found all over the place, for sure in the tri-state area. And they dot the country and really the world now, and you can find such incredibly beautiful mikvahs. But if you read responsa literature about the history of the Jewish people, particularly in these very cold regions like in Russia, if you go to these cold countries, you know that there were people who insisted on immersing themselves and finding that purity, but they didn't have these like well-manicured spas that so many of us have become comfortable with. And the way that they would fulfill this was literally by going into the ocean, very often in frigid temperatures. And it was on passages like these that talk about how to immerse yourself in the ocean that I think about the sacrifices of previous generations who were willing to walk into a freezing ocean in order to attain and connect with that historic ritual purity that could only be found in the boundless waters of the mikvah. And to me, it's always in a fascinating lens when you connect to Jewish history. And instead of looking at a passage in Talmud and looking at it as a curious legal, whether it's a legal loophole or oddity, you kind of remember that there were people who read this passage and it was the key for them. It was the only way 
that they were able to bring mikvah into their lives. And certainly this passage of whether or not or how, so to speak, you can use an ocean in order to immerse in the mikvah played a very serious role throughout Jewish history. And while, thank God, most of us don't need to bear the frigid waters of whether it's the Atlantic or the Baltic Seas, wherever it is, there is something quite powerful and awakening to come across a passage and know that our ancestors used this very passage as motivation and justification to find some way, somehow, to perpetuate that holiness that is found within the mikvah. May our dippings always be holy and refreshing to body and soul. And may our oceans forever bring nothing but tides of joy. Rabbi David Bashevkin, thank you so much for being our guest. My absolute pleasure. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, and our producers are Dorona Skay, Josh Cross, Robert Scarmuccia, Sarah Fredman-Ader, and Quinn Waller. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You can find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi. Or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic. And we'll see you again soon. Take One.